days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The word of the Lord. Thank you for that reading, Chris, and that piece, Carla, from Bach. Our Savior, dearly, dearly beloved, was born this day. Let us rejoice. Sadness is not being overcome by the birth of life itself. Now, which, which now that the fear of death is ended fills us with gladness because of our own promised immortality. No one is excluded from sharing in this cheerfulness, for the reason of our joy is common to all men. Our Lord, the conqueror of sin and death, since there was no one free from servitude, came that he might bring deliverance to all. Let him who is sanctified rejoice, for he draws nigh to the palm. Let the sinner reverse, for he is invited to grace. Let the Gentile exalt, for they are called to life. For the Son of God in the fullness of time has taken upon himself the nature of our humanity, as the unsearchable depths of divine culture the council has decreed, in order that he, the inventor of death, the devil, by that very nature which he defeated, would himself be overcome. These are the words from Pope Leo's Christmas sermon that I've led, read the last couple of years. And Kelly said to me, Matt, are you going to phone it in and read that sermon again this year? 
um, which is a joke. Um, the, jo- the sermon, I think, captures something of what does it mean for Christmas? What, is, what are these um, songs like Joy to the World in which creation in Psalm 96 is rejoicing in this big news? Um, what is, um, God rest you merry gentlemen, that we are um, freed from Satan's power? Like, what does that mean? Um, and what uh, do these things sort of reflect in our lives, this, this angel singing glory on earth and peace and goodwill to all, like this, this transfix of things. And, and part of what it means is doing theology. Now, I was aware as I was standing here, it's like, why does that what does it mean keep playing in my head? And this will date me, but does anybody remember the double rainbow? Yes, what does it mean? Um, there was this guy who recorded himself watching a double rainbow, and he was very impressed that it was a double rainbow, but his main thing he kept bending back to is, but what does it mean? Um, now, I think that's an interesting question because we hear in Luke that Chris read for us the events that happen, but sometimes we're confronted with, yes, but what does that mean? Well, we heard in Isaiah from Brian that, that God is this uh, mighty counselor, this things, but it's like, what does that mean? And I think the reason why I keep coming back to the sermon every year is, is it has some sense in summarizing and bringing forth but what does this incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us, mean? Um, or, or for the Bach piece, um, you know, what does it mean, Carla? Like, um, some things um, touch us with beauty beyond meaning as well. We may come to them still and ask, you know, what does this literally mean? And yet some things can't be captured in words as easy as we think they can. Um, what is something that cause, calls beauty outside of ourselves mean? Which brings us to where that, um, what Chris read for us near where it ended. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. As I've been reminding our church ver- during the Advent season, perhaps this is a season where we treasure up all these things and ponder them in our hearts. Or in the, like the shepherds, we can go returning, glorifying, and praising God for all the things that we had heard and seen, which were just as we had been told. So I'm going to read another portion from Leo's sermon and then pause for a minute to share some brief words and then finish the sermon out. And in this contest that was undertaken for us, the battle was waged in accordance with a great and wondrous law of justice. For the omnipotent God engaged in combat with his most bitter enemy, not in the strength of his own majesty, but in our human infirmity, confronting him with our very form and nature, sharing likewise in our mortality, but free from all stain. The word of God, therefore, God, the Son of God, who in the very beginning was with God, by him all things were made, and without whom nothing was made, became man, that he might free man from eternal death, bending down to take on our lowliness without diminishing his own majesty, so that remaining he was taking upon himself which was he was not, that he might join the form of a truth servant, so that in that form he is equal to God the Father, and by such a bond both link human nature and God's natures, that this exaltation might not swallow up the lesser, nor the adoption lessen the higher. Preserving, therefore, the substance of both natures and uniting them in one person, lowliness is assumed by majesty, infirmity by power, mortality by immortality. 
and to pay the debt of our present state and inviolable nature is united to a suffering one. And true God and true man are welded into the unity of one Lord, so as was needed for our healing. One and the same mediator, amen, might by such suffer one death and another rise again from the dead. Such a birth, dearly beloved, befitted Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, by where he would both be joined to our loneliness, yet remain far above us in his divinity. For unless he were true God, he could not bring us aid, and unless he were not true man, he could not offer us an example. In this portion of the sermon, uh, Leo talks about this binding together of that which is internal with that which is not eternal. In that summary passage, for unless he were true God, he could not bring us aid. This morning at church, we heard about the virgin birth, and I had a friend call me last week, and he was like, why do we believe in the virgin birth other than it's in the Bible? Which is a big question that I'm not going to tend to answer right now. But one of the reasons um, is that if Christ was just one of us, then wouldn't the capability to transcend all of the things that bind us be within us all? And why don't we all live that way? For unless he were true God, he could not bring us aid, is what Pope Leo says. Unless he were the one who comes from the other side and binds these conflicting natures together, there would be no help. And were he not true God, or true man, this combination of God and man, he could offer us no example. The exalting angels therefore sing to the newborn Lord, glory to God in the highest, and they announce unto me peace on earth to men of goodwill. For they see the heavenly Jerusalem made up of all peoples of the earth. With what a joy may not the lowliness of mankind rejoice in this unspeakable work of divine compassion, when their angels in glory so greatly rejoice. Acknowledge, O Christian, the dignity that is yours. Here, Leo goes on to say that what we have been through this incarnation is adopted into something beyond us. Christ has paved the way for us to become, which we could not have come unless he had come to us and healed our natures. Acknowledge, O Christian, the dignity that is yours. Be made a partaker of divine nature. Do not by an unworthy manner of living fall back into your formal objectness of life. Be mindful of whose head and whose body you are a member. Remember that rested from the powers of darkness, thou art now translated into the light in the kingdom of God. Remember and transferred into the kingdom of God. By the sacrament of baptism, you have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do not by evil deeds drive out from yourself such a one dwelling with thee and submit yourself again to the bondage of the devil. Because your price was the blood of Christ, because in strictness he shall judge you who in mercy redeemed you. With the Father and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigned in the world without end. Amen. What does this mean for us? but that we would treasure up these things and ponder them in our hearts and return in the coming weeks and days to glorifying, glorifying and praising God for all the things that we have heard and seen where they were just as they had told. Let us pray. Had you have come to us
and assumed our nature to be an aid and help to us. You have rescued us in a way that causes all of creation to resound with praise. God, we come together this night. We sing and share together in the praise of creation that Emmanuel has become flesh, that Jesus